11. Austin Cunningham, Justin Trees, and Dan Kiefer coming to you with another fantastic episode of Talking Football. Today, we're going to be doing our award show and predicting our winners of the every division in the league, as well as our playoff matchups, playoff winners, all the way through, and then picking our Super Bowl matchups. And then, of course, we're going to pick our Super Bowl winners as well. But, boys, it's been a good week. It's been a long week. But here we are with another episode. How have we been doing and how have we been living? Well, we are each doing, calling right now, so much better than your internet connection. Uh, Sorry, everybody, on that intro. I mean, I think literally the first word of the episode got cut out because you broke up. It's you just you just hate to see it. You do. We, we everybody we've tried everything to get Austin's internet better. Uh, you know, just it's just Missouri things. It's Missouri things. It is. I it think is. it's Zoom. I think it's just stupid ass Zoom. Maybe it is. It could be. The good I'm, news is the good news is even when it cuts out from our side, the recording's going to be great. So everybody's going to be like, "What are you talking about, Dan?" And they just they don't. Understand oh no that. shit. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're good. So all right. How's it Thank do you that? for calling it out every time? Appreciate it then. Yep. How's yeah. it how's it okay? So all right, let's uh let's have technology with Dan. How does it do that? Because like so Trees is recording this. So right. you would think that like the audio would just be everything Trees hears, right? Yeah, but it's not. It's recording on the back end side. So sure there can be cutouts, but for the it's not near as bad as what we think it is. So, anyways, we're doing we're doing well, we're doing great. We loved what just happened. Austin last year, if you all remember, if you were with us last year, Austin really struggled with this episode because he just got the seedings all <laughs> messed up. And like he started having matchups that were literally impossible to have. And we just <laughs> loved it. it. It was awesome. So Austin really wanted to make sure he didn't mess up this year. We love that. Like we love the, the desire and everything about that. But he <laughs> was trying to do the math. Of like who would play who. Dan and I were talking. He had to take the headphones off so he didn't hear us so he could focus. We're looking at the spreadsheet as he's updating it. It's chaos. He's he's deleting things, re-adding things, deleting it again. He's got these color coordinators that are all off. And we're just sitting there making fun of him. And he's just like, he's, frust- he's frustrated. He's like... Oh, like just like clenching his fist, like the Arthur uh, and dude, it, it was a it was magical. It was awesome. Magical you were a, uh, you were a dad using Google maps for the first time in a big city. Anyway, listen, kids, we got to turn the radio down so I can see what's going on mm-hmm. and just everybody shut up. Everybody shut up and let me do my thing. Yeah. And on top of it, my dog is just sitting on my couch staring at me, which he's not supposed to be on. And he's eye level, just fucking breathing his hot ass, nasty breath right in my face. And you know how hard it is to try and figure out rankings and you just hear the whole time amongst you explaining a story to Trees. And I'm just like, I I can't, I can't handle all of this all at once. So the headphones were off. I screamed at my dog and I did what I needed to do. And here we are. Here we are. I'm super happy. I did not scream at my dog, happy, but I gave him a look. Happy, and it was an, happy, happy uh, here, man. R- really happy about it. It's good to be back. It is. It is. <laughs> happy, we, happy four years. Happy four years. And <laughs> yeah. I, we know we're three weeks away from the NFL season, but we were doing the math and like what we have planned for the next couple of weeks. This was really the only time for us to do it. Usually we wait until the week before the season starts to do this episode. But we just said, one know what? We wanted to give it a full effort here. Um, so we're going to just dive right into it. Um, like Austin has said, we're doing all of our rankings. So we're going to do division winners, wild cards. We're going to do wild card round, divisional round, 
all the way to the Super Bowl. And then on top of that, after, I guess I should say, we're going to do all of their awards for the NFL. So this is going to be a, a pure award show um, for the NFL, and it's going to be awesome. So, Dan, why don't you kick us off? Let's just go – let's start off with you just give us your entire AFC rankings. And oh. then we'll just do that, and then we'll do NFC, and then we'll get into the playoff bracket. Okay, okay. Well, hey, kicking things off with the AFC West – Big shock to everybody. I'm sure I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning. This is kind of just going to be like Rule 86. Until Andy Reid doesn't win the division, he wins the division. I'm sorry. I understand the Chargers are on the upswing. They think they got a team again for the 12th year in a row, and then you're not going to win the division. We got the Raiders who are perpetually trying to figure out what they are. They're not going to win the division. And then we have the Broncos coming off as someone say, the worst head coaching job in the history of the NFL. So I'm ruling them out too. So I got the Chiefs as my three seed, spoiler alert, but winners of the AFC West. AFC South, Jacksonville Jaguars, two seed for everybody following along at home. That's above the Chiefs. I think it's a Jags division to run away with. The AFC East, uh, very interesting scheduling division on how those schedules played out. Buffalo plays a very tough uh, schedule folks so I actually have Miami in line with our parlay Miami winning the AFC East AFC North I have the Bengals Joe Burrow and my wild cards are the Titans Ravens and Jets a little hard knocks getting some love sneaking mm-hmm. in as a seven seed wild card so understand it's probably a super hot take not having the bills in the playoffs and I get it is a travesty to have a team that's probably a top five talented team on paper in the NFL miss the playoffs, but we see it every year and folks go take a little peek at the Bills' schedule because it is absolutely brutal. So Austin, what do you got? So for me and my AFC, I'm going to actually go uh, quite a bit of a surprise here um, from you, I guess, for the AFC East winner. I'm going to go with my rankings as one to the bottom, just so logically in my mind, I'm, stay in the correct order instead of bouncing all over the place and confusing myself. But I'm going to take the uh, Buffalo Bills. I almost said the Miami Bills. I have no idea why. The Buffalo Bills to win um, the AFC East. is. I know you just mentioned their tough schedule, but I do think they're the team that is probably the most ready to win this division and continue their run um, within the division and winning it just due to the fact that the Jets, it might take a little bit for them to kind of get rolling. We know they've had some offensive line issues. We've seen that through hard knocks, especially this last episode. But I do think as the season goes on, they'll be good to go. But the Bills are the most primed. The Miami Dolphins, there's still some question marks around Tua and you know who's really going to be kind of taking the workload in terms of the playmaking ability between Tyree Kill and Waddle and the running back situation. I know they're good on the receivers, but then defensively as well, can they live up to the hype around these with these offenses and this division? Um, so I'm going to stick with the Bills there. And then number two, I have the Ravens winning the NFC North. My surprise some people with the Bengals, I do think a healthy Ravens with the Lamar Jackson and now some true receivers and some reliable targets for them can make a big difference. Number three in this division I have coming from the AFC West being the Los Angeles Chargers. I think when you look at the Chiefs right now, this is the – the year they're coming off a of Super Bowl, we know last time they came off a of Super Bowl victory, they were a little complacent. They did find their way back, but then they just got a mall, a just demolished, excuse me, in the Super Bowl by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. But when I look at the Chargers right now and their contract extension with Justin Herbert, I think this is their opportunity, again, if they can stay healthy, 
where they are they're built to win. They've rebuilt that offensive line. It is really good. You're bringing back Austin Eckler. You've brought in Quentin Johnston, who you drafted there um, this last – or, excuse me, this April. And, you know, rumors and reports around him coming out of camp are like, hey, this dude's a stud. And with Mike Williams, if he can stay healthy, I know, again, the word if there. And with the Chargers, that's been their biggest thing is if they can stay healthy. But this offense can be really scary. And it could be nearly unstoppable with the size that they have. And then Austin Eckler just never stops being a factor, whether it's in the running game or the passing game. The guy just continues to light it up. Um, and so for me, now moving on to our AFC South, I'm going to pick the the Jacksonville Jaguars to win. I know there's some hype around Anthony Richardson with the Colts. I don't think they're ready. CJ Stroud with the Texans is just not going to happen. And the Tennessee Titans, they could surprise some people. But I think it's just going to be kind of one of those seasons where they're just on the outside looking in with how much talent is here in the AFC. And there's just still a couple of players that are kind of dragging them down that aren't that top level that some of these other teams have. But now I'm making my way into the wild card. I have the Kansas City Chiefs right there at the five seed. Just going to be a rough year. You know what I mean? I know I kind of hyped them up last episode and I'm a Chiefs fan myself, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is just some things that go on this year where they're not clicking and things aren't as well and they're not in a position to win the division and they end up right here at the five seed, you know, the first wild card spot. That's okay. They're in the playoffs. There you go. Love to see it. Number six going to Cincinnati Bengals and then seven, like Dan said, riding it out with the hard knocks team, the New York Jets. All right. Love it. Okay. That leaves me. AFC. I had the AFC West winner being the Kansas City Chiefs. I have not picked the Kansas City Chiefs to win the division the last few years on this show. I'm not making that mistake again. Not only that, I have them as the one seed again. I think that they're going to do it. I think they're going to beat up on the Broncos. I think they're going to beat up on the Raiders, and they're going to have a chance. I do think they end up splitting it with the uh, Chargers. Chargers again. But that's still still five wins in their division. I think that's going to win it for them. Um, AFC South. I have obviously my Jacksonville Jaguars and I have them as the two seed. So just like that, I have the one and two seed out of the way here. Uh, I've realized that I'm kind of going down the list here. AFC East. <laughs> I have the Miami Dolphins winning this division because I believe in our parlay that we have going. And so I'm taking the Dolphins to win this division and I have them as the three seed. Going down to the NFC North. We have the Cleveland Browns winning this division. Probably a little wow. bit of a shocker we there. We all picked a different team. We all picked a different team, which makes sense because this is the hardest division in football. I think that this could go any way. Yes, it is the hardest division in football. I, don't. I know the AFC East is hard. I get it. I was actually not even going to go there. Oh, okay, cool. Where were you going to go? I'm not sure right now. I got to think about it. Okay, because <laughs> it's 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 clearly the AFC North or the AFC East, but I'm going to go with the AFC North as the hardest because I could see the Ravens. I could see the Bengals winning it, um, but I'm going with the Browns. I think the overall top to bottom, they have the best roster, the best roster. Um, wild card one, I have the Bengals. I think that they barely miss out on winning that division. So they're going to be the five seed. We're going to have a nice little division wild card matchup with Bengals versus Browns wild card two. I do have the chargers making it in again, Justin Herbert, everything that you guys have said, he's going to come back. I love this offense. I love this defense. If they can stay healthy, uh, good enough for the wild card two. 
And then we all have the same wild card three. Maybe we're buying into the hard knocks hype. I don't know what it is, but I have the Jets as the seven seed. It was very, very hard not to put the Ravens in this spot. I will say that I was very, very close. Um, And yes, kind of like Dan, I don't have the Bills making the playoffs. I think I'm going to probably end up hating myself for like having this take. Um, But the AFC is just so stacked, man. Like there's, there's legit 10 awesome teams. And I think eventually one of those top teams being the Bengals, the Bills, or the Chiefs, we're going to have a letdown. And I think it's this year, and I'm just choosing it to be the the Bills this year. So that is where we're at. Let's head on over to the NFC, just the NFC in general. Dan, over to you. Yeah, all right. Um, So on the NFC side, I think I'm going to do is different. I'm going to go in order one through seven. I think that's going to be easier for people to follow. So I apologize for the AFC side. But don't worry, we're growing. We're being better. My number one seed in the NFC is your NFC East winner, Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles, without a doubt, have probably the strongest roster in the league. We talk about every year they kill the draft and they just reload. Here they come in now. You know they lose a bunch on the defensive line. They bring in Jalen Carter. This team just—they're going to be a problem for a while. My number two seed is the San Francisco 49ers, winners of the NFC West. Once again, this is a team that the expectation now is Super Bowl. It's not expectation to get into the playoffs or just win a playoff game. This is now a Super Bowl contender every year under Kyle Shanahan. My three seed is your winner of the NFC South, our Falcons, because I believe in our parlay. I believe in B. John Robinson. I believe in the Atlanta Falcons, and I believe in the only quarterback to ever lead a G5 to the college football playoff, Mr. Desmond Ritter. That's right, folks. Numbers never lie. Time's taken a G5 to the playoff. Desmond Ritter, one. Tom Brady, zero. You cannot find a quarterback like that anywhere else. They are your three seed. The four seed coming in. We were a year early on this team. My winner of the NFC North is the Detroit Lions under Dan Campbell. And then my wild cards are the New York Giants, the Minnesota Vikings, and finally sneaking in that bubblegum chewing son of a Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Bingo, bingo. There we go. My turn here with the NFC side of things. I'm going to start with the NFC West and my winner being the San Francisco 49ers. Also sitting there with the one seed. Now my two seed is going to be the team that to the Super Bowl representing the NFC, and they're going to be winning the East right there with the Philadelphia Eagles. The NFC, I have the Detroit Lions as well winning that division, but sitting at the three spot. And so then for the NFC South, I have the New Orleans Saints sitting there at number four. Uh, I kind of took a step back and really looked at this team, you know, especially since they just played the Chiefs on Sunday in the preseason game. And you see Michael Thomas out there. You see Alvin Kamara. You see Derek Carr. You see Chris Olave. And you're sitting here like, man, like these, if these guys can just – everything will roll and this could be a scary team and team that maybe just kind of surprises some people in the NFC as a whole especially with that defense being you know a veteran unit and an offensive line that's just always good and a second year head coach there for the Saints maybe this is the year they kind of get things rolling I know that gets, that goes against our parlay but hey if we've picked up on anything when I go against our parlay it seems to work out pretty well so this is more me doing all of us a favor as well. And then going in five, um, I am going with the 
Dallas Cowboys and then the Viker at six and then the Rams at seven. Um, so I do think this is kind of one of these situations where we look at this, the NFC and go, all right, is there a possibility that the Giants sneak in here and make some noise and overcome Dallas? You know, or just do we have three teams in one division, you know, out of the NFC and there's only the Niners that make it out of the West and it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, two, three years ago, we were looking at the NFC West, like the best division of football. And now it's like, oh, man, like Rams are falling apart. Cardinals stink. Can, you know, Geno Smith make another year of magic with the Seattle Seahawks? I don't know, but time will tell. So that's kind of where I'm sitting here uh, for the NFC matchup in my rankings. All right, cool. That leaves me up. Uh, my number one seed is the Philadelphia Eagles. I just love, they have a much tougher schedule this year, but I honestly think that's a good thing for them. Um, I think that they can get kind of more into a pass happy style. I think their defense can kind of get after the quarterback. So Eagles, number one, 49ers, number two. So they're the West winners. Uh, then three seed. I still have the Vikings as the, th- as the winner of the NFC North. I don't have the Lions getting there. I actually like what the Vikings have done this offseason. Um, they won it last year. I think they've gotten better. So I'm going to stick with them there as a three seed. I have our Falcons as the four seed here. Um, I don't believe in the Saints. I just don't. Um, they also burned me last year, too. I had a lot of faith in them making a little run, and they were just garbage. Um, and I don't think that they've gotten that dramatically better. Obviously, Derek Carr is a big improvement, but I mean, all their other guys are older, and you brought up, you brought up Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas hasn't been good in like four years. Like, Dude, Michael I, Thomas I, hasn't also played has playing, in four but... years. <laughs> I mean, and we're going to trust him that he's going to be good four years later. Are we? Are we sure he wasn't just good because of because of Drew Brees? Four times a charm. No, he's good. Is we, he? he led the league in receptions. I mean, he was leading the league in I yards. I mean, he, the dude was just reliable, I and mean, then. He just he hasn't been reliable. But if he's out on the field, I'm I'm worried about him. I'm a believer think, uh, in him. I think it's more of a Chris Olave and Juwan Johnson, the tight end. I think those two could both take a step to the next level this year, and that might lift the Saints a little bit with Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, did you guys watch the Saints preseason game? Well, yeah, because it was against the Chiefs. So Austin yeah. sure watched it. Uh, Kamara looks like he's back. Like, I know he's going to miss some time, but he looks like he's still got a little juice. And I think you know, bringing in Jamal to take the between the tackles work, if you will, allowing Kamara to go back to being that weapon on offense, that more of a receiving threat, you know, maybe limit his touches and up his production. Sometimes less is more. I thought Kamara looked really good in the preseason game. I agree. All right, cool. And then now I'm going to my wild cards. Number five, I have the Seahawks. I'm a big believer in the Seahawks this year, just as a team in general. Um, Why? Why? Because they had an awesome offense last year. Gino's good. They brought in JSN. They brought in Charbonnet for another running back. Their defense is just good. Like their defense just makes plays. Like I, I, I have a hard time. Like I, I don't understand why you don't like that. Like I, I have a hard time understanding why you don't like the Seahawks, but you're choosing the Rams to make the playoffs. Like I have a hard time understanding what what on earth makes the Rams a playoff team. Well, I feel like you're attacking me. Mine was just a, a genuine <laughs> question on you like no. the Seahawks. So let's just go ahead and take a step back. You know, don't don't put a knife to my throat here. You know, it's just we just wanted to hear more in depth uh, thoughts from you analysis. But with the Rams, though, in I'm just mainly joking with you. 
Rams, I just I think Matthew is the difference there. I think he's someone that you're going to rely on. He's going to be consistent, healthy, healthy this year. He looks ready, good. He's going to be healthy again. You like to see that. What's fun? And he's back. Awesome. Uh, we lost you. you. We lost yeah, you. Are, are you back or are you not back? Okay. We're not sure. We don't, oh, don't worry, it's recording finally. Yeah, yeah, we on the back end, everything oh, was the internet connection. Or... It was. It was the internet connection. But, I'm, okay. I'm a believer in the Rams. I think you won't come back this year. I know last year after the Super Bowl win, it was a question mark of who was retiring. Is, you know, is your head coach retiring? Is Aaron Donald retiring? I think this is the year of like, okay, hey, we won the Super Bowl back in place and got smacked in the mouth. Let's go show these guys who we are again. And you have some younger guys that now have reps as a starter and are ready to go and I think can fight uh, in this division. And the NFC is open enough where you can make something happen. But I do agree with your Seattle Seahawks take. Their defense is going to be good. Yeah. So, all right. Okay, cool. So, anyway, so I have the Seahawks there. They're they're still a very big step behind the the top teams in this division or in this uh, conference. Uh, I do have the Giants being as the sixth seed. I actually almost put them as the five seed because I actually believe so much in the Giants. And then I have the Lions at as the seventh seed there. So I do have the Lions sneaking in. Um, it was hard because I didn't put Dallas here, and I have a hard time not putting Dallas as a playoff team because their defense is just so good. But is it weird that I like kind of think that like Dak just doesn't do well again, and then all of a sudden like everybody is against like Dallas cool. fans might hate Dak by the end of the year, and I can mm-hmm. out. I think Dallas fans are going to realize how good of a coordinator Kellen Moore was. Yes, they were. And how big of an idiot Mike McCarthy is. Very, very true. Yep. Like, Because I also have Dallas missing the playoffs, and that is the entire reason why. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Okay. Let's move on into the wild card game. So why don't you just tell us the matchups and then who you think is going to win in each of those matchups? Okay. So for the wild card round, I have the Jets – going to the Jaguars, which I think is going to be a very, very good game. Uh, two long-haired quarterbacks. I have the Jags advancing. Then uh, I have, just continuing with the AFC, I have Ravens at Chiefs. Chiefs moving forward in my final AFC matchup is Titans at Miami. Of course, Miami is moving on. On the NFC side, I have Seattle at Niners, which I feel like is a playoff game we get every year. Does anybody else feel that way? I just feel like that's a game that's always on. I have the 49ers advancing. I have Vikings at Falcons. Pour one out for our our Falcons. I do not have them moving on, but you got to the playoffs. That's a big step. Uh, And then my last NFC game is Giants at Lions. And I got the Lions moving on. Probably first playoff win in Detroit since like 1991, 1990. I think it's 1990 is the fun fact on the game every Thanksgiving. So that's your wild card? That's the round. Yep, that's wild card round. Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to go two versus seven matchup in the AFC for me. I got Jets at the Ravens. I mean, I have the Ravens coming out of that victorious. AFC two versus – or NFC two versus seven, excuse me. I have the Rams making the trip to Philadelphia. I have the Eagles coming out victorious there. Three versus six in the AFC. Bengals at the Chargers. I then have the Chargers making – or getting the home win there. Three versus six in the NFC. Vikings making the trip to Detroit. 
for the second time this year, third time they've met up. And then I have the Vikings coming away with a victory in the playoffs. Redemption from last year is not going to be a disappointing loss. I think the Lions are close, but they're not that close. Um, and then heading into my four versus five AFC matchup, it's the Chiefs at the Jaguars. I have the Chiefs once again coming out um, victorious against the Jaguars, but this time it's going to be on the road in Jacksonville. And then my four or five NFC matchup, Dallas on the road to the Saints. I have Dallas winning, but then after you guys' comments right there about the Cowboys, it makes me almost re everything because I agree with your take there that losing Kellen Moore is a huge loss for them and McCarthy's a flipping moron and they missed out on the opportunity on firing him and getting Sean Payton but at the same time if Dak steps up Tony Pollard becomes you know a more explosive freak type of player now that he's not sharing touches with Ezekiel Elliott and the reading room for the Dallas Cowboys with the addition of Brandon Cooks I think could make Dallas scared Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator could be another one of those things where, hey, we now have a defense that's ready to rock and roll. We have a true defensive tackle. We have a defensive line that can stay healthy. Dallas might actually make some noise. So there's kind of like the, the snip, snap, snap of who the Dallas Cowboys could be. I agree. So I'm I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on the Dallas because, you know, the more that we're digging into this now and we're shining some light, and I understand there's a lot of very passionate Dallas fans out there, and I'm sorry that we're like – really going at your team right now. But let's think about this. In the offseason, the Cowboys let Zeke go, which I think we can all agree was probably a good financial decision. But they don't really bring anybody in besides Deuce Vaughn, who's a small-statured running back, to say the least. So we have Tony Pollard, who's never been the bell cow. And to supplement Tony Pollard, you bring in a five foot six running back. Okay? So... And then you come out and say you want to run the ball more. On the flip side, after you say you want to run the ball more, you bring in Brandon Cooks to help your pass offense. Like I feel like they upgraded their passing game, and then they're saying, yes, we upgraded the passing game. We're going to use that less now, and we're going to use the running game more, even though we really didn't invest anything in the running back room. Does, does that just seem weird to anybody else? It does. It does Dallas pro- is going to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 and, and I'm sure I've oversimplified it a lot, but sometimes simple is, you know, sometimes it is what it is. It's simple for a reason, right? Yeah. I think they just believe in Pollard and are just saying, like, we just franchise tag this dude. We're going to just, like, run him to the ground and then just go and find yeah. a new, new horse next year. And when he's in the ground, what do you do the, after week eight? I mean, it's an old school mentality, man. <laughs> They're going to, you know, what's going to happen. The uh, Cowboys are going to sign playoff Lenny week eight. Just come on in. He'll be up to like 270 by then. It's going to be awesome. For sure. (laughs) For sure. All right. Okay. I am up. Uh, Two versus seven. Uh, I have the Jags versus the Jets. I have the Jags pulling this one off. I actually believe this will be an awesome game as well. Uh, And a game I would be terrified if this was actually happening for a wild card game. Uh, Let's stick with the AFC. Three versus six seed for me is the Chargers um, at the Dolphins, and I have the Dolphins winning that one. So both uh, both Florida teams winning there. And then the four versus five, I have the Bengals going to the Browns, and I do have the Bengals pulling this out. I have Joey B going to the next round. Going over to the NFC, two versus seven, I have seven Lions at two Niners. I have the Niners winning that one. Then having three versus six, I have the Falcons at... 
this is wrong. Why is this wrong? Um, oh. Now I'm the one messing it up. So I love when I love when this happens. What three, an three, idiot! Yeah, three versus six is, is the Falcons and the Giants, and I have the Giants winning this one. And then we have four versus five, which is the Falcons at the Seahawks, and I have the Seahawks winning this one. So I have both you the wanna... wild. I have two of the wild card teams winning the next round in our sheet. I have correct, so I'm gonna. I can just move okay. on and be good. So there we go. I was go. gonna say, do you need to like take your headset off and concentrate for a little while? I don't. Or... I don't. I'm good. You're I'm, good. I'm. I'm. I'm settled yeah. in. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, we're funny. I think I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna run through and get my Super Bowl matchup uh, because it's just four two one here. So uh, in the divisional round, I have Miami and the Bengals. Bengals moving on. I have the Chiefs and Jags. Jaguars, Jaguars moving on. The Vikes and Eagles with the Eagles advancing. And finally, the Lions and 49ers with the 49ers moving on. That sets up the conference championship of Jags-Bengals. Sorry, Justin, but the Bengals will be moving on to the Super Bowl. And on the NFC side, a matchup. Once again, the 49ers and Eagles, which is a little bit of an upset here. I have the 49ers moving on. I think by then, maybe we'll get some Trey Lance packages that take people by surprise. So I got 40, 49ers Bengals in my Super Bowl. We'll come back later and talk about the winner. Bingo, bingo. My playoff matchup now leaves me with Ravens at the Bills. I have the Bills coming out victorious. Chiefs at the Chargers. Just looks like it's going to be the home team's winning as I have the Chargers beating the Chiefs this time in the playoffs. Just due to the fact it's your third time meeting up this season, whoever ends up with the last possession usually wins. With it being um, a home matchup, I just find it being the Chargers and the Chiefs are walking home sad. And then I have Cowboys at Niners. Once again, the home team wins here with Sam. Vikings making the trip to Philly. Eagles victorious as well as the home team. Now leaves me here sitting with the next two home teams. I didn't even realize I had done this to be completely honest with you, but home field advantage is a true thing in my world of the playoffs. And I have bills versus 49ers in this year's Super Bowl. All right, cool. I guess I'm up. Huh? Um, thinking. Yeah, no, I'm good. So, uh, all right. Okay. Divisional rounds. I have the number five seed Bengals at the chiefs. I do have the Bengals winning that one. Um, I have, the next one is the three Dolphins versus the two Jaguars. I do have the Jaguars winning this one. Going into the NFC, I have five Seattle at number two 49ers. I have the 49ers winning. Giants at Eagles. So in the NFC, it's just division matchups in the divisional round, which I love. Um, Giants versus the Eagles again, and I have the Eagles winning that again. So now I'm going into the Super Bowl or conference. Who's going to make it to the Super Bowl? I have... Joey B versus Trevor Lawrence. I have Eagles versus Niners. Where are we going? It's it's, it's a hard one for me. Eagle, let's start off with the NFC. We're going to go with the Eagles versus the Niners. I think the Niners are going to win this game. I think the Niners find a way to pull this out. I think they get more creative on offense. I believe the defense is very upset with the way they played, even with their their team not having a quarterback. I still think the defense is going to be like, hey, we should have even played better. We, we could have kept us in the game, like even without a quarterback. So I'm saying the Niners in the Super Bowl, and who is it against? Bam, bam, at this bam. point, at this point, I'm heartbroken either way, right? It's like I, my team's once again a, a game away from the Super Bowl, or, you know, I'm going into the Super Bowl. God, 
with the Super Bowl being in Vegas, could you guys imagine me just being there? Plus, if it was against the Niners, my team that I grew up liking when I was little, Jags versus Niners, could you imagine? Dang. Um, it's actually really tough. And to be honest, I haven't really chosen this far yet. I wanted to, so I've still been thinking about it. Um, you should, uh, you should keep monologuing and give yourself know, more time. To think I know about I really it. should. I should. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Wow. So, Bengals so make I, it back. They make it back. And I actually have, so that actually makes it to the same Super Bowl as Dan, which I don't love. But um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Cats. So all three of us have the 49ers in the Super Bowl for what it's worth. Yes, well, that's a death wish. Yes, it is. So the 49ers fans, I am so sorry, <laughs> but congrats on the top five pick. The two situations for the Niners and there's no in between. You either got a top 10 pick or you're competing for a Super Bowl. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, honestly, like as a, you know, we've all been fans of a franchise at low points and at high points. And honestly, that's where you want to be. Where you don't want to be yeah. is seven and nine, eight and eight every year in purgatory where you're picking, you know, 15 and missing the playoffs. That's the worst. Agreed. So who do you have as your Super Bowl winner? So I actually didn't fill this in yet either. So I've been thinking about that in the back of my head too. So I have a 49ers Bengals in the Super Bowl, uh, just as Trees does. And I want actually I feel like this would be one of those years where this when this is the Super Bowl, I'm almost not gonna care who wins. Like I'm just gonna be either so happy for Kyle Shanahan finally getting one, or Joe Burrow's gonna get one and that's gonna be awesome. Yep. You know what I mean? Like this is a win-win for me. Um ultimately I just think the Bengals are gonna have too much firepower. And there's not enough dogs in the 49ers secondary. Like Nick Bosa is going to have to have the game of his life, which is very possible. And we've seen the Super Bowl before, but the Bengals have invested in the offensive line now. So yeah, give me the Bengals. Give me Joey B. I'll, I'll take the Bengals Super Bowl champions. First time. That would, that'd be a great storyline. Prince of shirts. I think this is the year I take uh Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. I think when you look is at the Buffalo because, Bills, the huh? I was gonna say, is it because the Bills aren't making the playoffs? Do what? Treese and I don't have the Bills making the playoffs. You have them in the Super Bowl, so you have to pick the Niners to win. <clears throat> yeah, you threw me for a loop there. Anyways, I'm taking the 49ers. I think their defensive line is going to be able to get after Josh Allen. It's going to create turnovers. The secondary will make a play. The, the 49ers defense is just going to be, you know, just deadly even after the loss of Robert Sala and Miko Ryans and back-to-back seasons there. And so Kyle Shanahan's offense, they're going to find a consistent starter, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Brock Purdy or hell, it's even freaking Sam Donald. It doesn't really matter at this point. Just as long as your starting quarterback is healthy, that you've dictated this as a guy this season, I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to be a team that's just on redemption and ready to rock and roll in. And they, in my mind, once again, are the team to look out for this year. So maybe I'm wrong, but did you guys see the quote from Kyle Shanahan saying that now that Brock Purdy's been cleared, he's their starter. And in order for him to lose that, he would have to melt down at practice and quote, he's too good of a quarterback to do that. Yep. So apparently Purdy's the guy, which I mean, he earned it in my opinion. (laughs) I'm right there with you. And I mean, 
becoming mystery relevant and then all of a sudden you're you're thrown into the 49er situation i mean it couldn't be a better situation for him in his play style but the dude showed immediately once he took over is like yeah I, i'm gonna take this huddle by command i'm gonna be the guy i'm gonna make plays i'm gonna put our guys in good situations to catch the ball even after after the throw which you know jamie garoppolo did not do and he pretty much threw jimmy or uh, george kittle into several injuries and I think when you look at Brock Purdy in this situation, if George Kittle can stay healthy and the offense can stay healthy, there's just so many weapons. The offensive line's good. Well, it's that's all Kyle Shanahan know, it's, needs. It's just a quarterback that's going to stay healthy through a season. He's not. He's never had that. And that's what's funny that's is San you know the Shan- the Shanahan system is the most quarterback friendly system in the NFL. Is how it's built, right? And they said, okay, well, you know, they've gotten this far. They can take average quarterbacks and make them good quarterbacks. And all you need to win is a good quarterback in this offense. And then they go all in. They get Trey Lance, and they say, hey, let's figure out what happens when we put a incredibly athletic quarterback in this system, take it to the next level. Never takes off. What do they do? They go back. They get a seventh-round, you know, mystery relevant to play quarterback because all he does is exactly what he's told. It's like it's just it's just full circle. It's just full circle. So, Trees, who do you got winning the Super Bowl? Speaking of full circle, I went back. Jaguars are beating the Bengals. The Jags are going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be in (laughs) Vegas. We're going to fucking party. I'm flying you guys out. We're doing this. We're going to go in. It's going to be awesome. It is 49ers versus the Jaguars. It's going to be electric. That entire week is going to be so much fun. All I'm going to be able to do is just drink and party and be so excited just for my team to break my heart in the Super Bowl. That a boy. Love to hear it. Love I can to hear. Uh, I can be there in two and a half hours. Now we okay. know how long we know exactly how long it takes me to get to Vegas. Exactly. So I do it. I do if this was gonna happen, I do have the 49ers uh beating us. I actually think that they have a they have a they have a style that I don't know the Jaguars defense can stop. Like with the running game and the short passing game, I just feel like it would be tough. So um my team finally makes it to their first Super Bowl ever and um against my childhood team and the childhood team wins. And I go back and be like, when I was six, why did I switch teams? Why did I do that? And here I am. So I've been so happy. So happy. So 49ers versus Jags. Niners come out victorious. Let's go ahead and go over to our awards. Uh, Dan, you were up again. Do you want to just go down your entire list or do we want to do just one at a time? How do you guys want to do this? Let's uh how are we on time? Um we got we got like 10 minutes. Okay, we should I'll just run down the list then. Okay. Um, so comeback player of the year. I have Lamar Jackson, coach of the year, uh running it back. Last year I picked him. I think this year he wins it. Dan Campbell. Offensive rookie, I think this one's pretty open and shut. Our Falcons, powered by our running back, Bijan Robinson. Defensive rookie, Jalen Carter. I think he's going to be put in position to throw up some stupid stats from defensive tackle. Uh, defensive player of the year, I'm going Nick Bosa. Offensive player of the year, going to go Cooper Cup. Simply because, you know, kind of like Austin said earlier, if he stays healthy, that Stafford Cup connection, he's going to put up ridiculous stats. He did it last year until he got hurt. He did it the year before. It's going to happen. Uh, and then my MVP, third-year quarterbacks always have a big jump, Trevor Lawrence. God, I'd be stoked. That'd be awesome. Well, I mean, you look at it. You know, I have the Jaguars as 
the uh, let's see here the two seed. If the Jaguars are the two seed, Trevor Lawrence should win MVP. Fair. Like I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. With Ridley, the other options, Rid- Etienne's not running for seventeen hundred yards. People, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry, it's not. That offense runs for Trevor Lawrence. Agreed. I'm actually a little disappointed you guys don't have your odds, the odds on this, on these guys. Well, when you know they're going to win, you don't worry about the odds because you're going to win. I guess that's fair. That's a take I can't fight. All right, Austin, over (laughs) to you. You have an interesting one to start off that I have takes on. Go ahead. Yeah, so Calvin Ridley uh, is who my comeback player of the year is. I don't know if we can necessarily have him as a comeback player of the year since he was suspended last year. Um, But I do think this is a guy who – you know, it was kind of dealt with a lot of off-field issues, you know, even before he was suspended, it was he was taking a break from the Falcons just due to the fact that he, he was dealing with some mental health issues and he wanted to address that and take care of it. But I think him coming to the Jacksonville Jaguars, we know the trade happened last year for Lawrence, who Dan thinks is going to be the league MVP. He's going to throw the ball to in maze, and I think Kyle. Alvin Ridley's the the perfect guy for that in this offense. And I think Doug Peterson is going to put him in great positions as well. And he's just going to be one of those guys where we're like, yeah, this guy is still really, really, really good. Uh, and the coach of the year since I had Kyle or the San Francisco 49ers won in the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan is going to be the coach of the year. Um, I think just everyone's going to look at this and be like, man, he's made uh, Mr. Relevant look just like one of the best quarterbacks in the league once again. Or even if it's Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, it's like this, it doesn't matter whose quarterback is. He's good. 49ers, in my mind, again, unstoppable. Offensive rookie of the year. I'm going to go C.J. Stroud just due to the fact that he's going to be the savior for Houston. Not a lot of weapons really to go there, but you're looking at a culture change. You're looking at someone that's going to be the face of the franchise, and people are going to look at it and say, yeah, they they got the right guy. They have the right kid to lead this team going forward. Defensive rookie of the year, I was kind of battling in my mind if I wanted to go edge rusher or corner. Um, I really, really like the kid that the Patriots took out of Oregon. Uh, is a Christian Gonzalez correct? I really liked him, but I just I don't know if he's going to make enough plays with the Patriots. Just that division, you know, those opportunities are going to be there. I really like Brian Branch for the Detroit Lions as well, uh, who's just been a hard-hitting safety, who's been making plays in camp and in preseason as well. But I think the safe pick almost is just Jalen Carter. I mean, you're sitting there with the Philadelphia Eagles who just have so much talent on defense and that defensive line that he's just going to be in a position where he's going to be in one-on-one matchups against these opposing centers or guards, and he's going to win those. He's going to make plays. Defensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Chris Jones. It might be a little bit of a homer pick. He was so close to winning it last year. It didn't happen. I think Bosa got it just because everyone just – realizes this is the talent that Nick Bosa has and is, but Chris Jones, I he's playing on a contract here. He wants to get paid. I think he's 29 years old that he realizes his last opportunity um, to get a big payday. And I think he does deserve it. It's just going to be hard to get that with the current roster for the Kansas city Chiefs. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year in a uniform, but I do think he's going to be a defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year. I have Justin Jefferson, best receiver in the league. Boom, there he goes. He's going to win it once again, or excuse me, not again, but just win the award. And an MVP, I have Josh Allen. Kiefer mentioned the the tough schedule that the Buffalo Bills have this year. We've talked about how tough that division is going to be this season. We know how hard it's going to be to win in the AFC. And if he can find a way to do that with the Buffalo Bills, and my predictions are correct and the Bills make the Super Bowl, it's going to be hard to look at Josh Allen and say he's not the MVP of the NFL. Perfect. Love it. All right. I am up. Um, oh, and also my take on that was Calvin Ridley mm-hmm. is plus Calvin three. Ridley. 
He is plus 3,000, and I love that. But I don't think the NFL will uh, like want him to win this that's... award because it was because of gambling. That is why that's actually why I didn't take him because I'm like, he should, even though he should be viable, but the NFL won't allow it. Like, I think that they would rig it. Like, yep. even if he got the most votes, they would be like, never mind. No, that's not. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You mean the NFL? No, would, it's scripted. would do something a little shady for their own I agenda. I know. I say, know. Wow. And wow. here comes Trius with his awards. And what we did not do, he's got the odds because he's better than us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. So this is, a, that either. This, this is a gambling show. So, all right, comeback player of the year. <laughs> I am going with Tua at plus 2,000. If I have the Dolphins as the three seed and knocking off the Jets that everybody loves and knocking off the Bills, that means Tua stayed healthy. And I think that everybody will remember that the concussions that he had. Also, I kind of think that this is a DeMar Hamlin, no matter what situation anyways, like if he, Mm -hmm. if he plays like, but I just didn't want to do that because he's like, he's literally like minus 400 to win the award. Like he's the only person in any award that's in, minus money that's so, crazy yeah so okay uh coach of the year i'm going with doug peterson if they're the if the jacks are the two seed i think that they will give him the award so kind of like a, what dan was saying about trevor lawrence and the mvp it's kind of how i feel about doug peterson offensive rookie of the year it is b john robinson at uh two nine plus 290 i did think about gibbs and austin i know that you thought about gibbs as well um i think that mm-hmm. he has a pretty big year so I did think about Gibbs, but in the end, I kind of just thought, you want to know what? Bijan is probably going to have like 13 to 1,500 rushing yards. So that'll that'll win it for you there. Defensive player of the year, or sorry, defensive rookie of the year. I thought about Jalen Carter like you guys, but I kind of wanted to just not have three of the same guys. Um, I'm going to go with Will McDonald for the Jets. Uh, if you guys watched mm. Hard Knocks, like he was mm-hmm. on that show and his piercing section was hilarious. That's... I thought it was so funny. Um, so I'm going to go with it and at plus 2,500, kind of, kind of dig the odds. And it's funny because I wasn't the biggest Will McDonald guy during the draft process either. So it's funny that like, I'm magically now like having him win this award because I just like the I like where I like where he lies on that defense where they they have Quinn Williams there and like he's going to be taking up a lot of the looks. Go ahead, Dan. I was going to say you can say that you like hard knocks. There's a there's a there's a thing with hard knocks. You you just fall in love with with players. I I'm sticking to it. These first two episodes have been two of my favorite episodes of all time. I mean, we yeah, talked about it offline that they are making Aaron Rodgers the most likable person in football. Yeah, so I love it. All right, defensive player of the year. Uh, Sorry, that was Reese making a a uh, introduction onto the show. Reese, say that hi. That's that is fine. Um, do that. I'm so sorry. Last year, I did pick Nick Bosa to win this award, so I was pretty stoked on that. This year, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett at plus 800. I actually was hoping his odds would be a little bit worse this year, but for me, if if he is winning what I think is the hardest division in football, the Browns. It means that Miles Garrett had a huge, huge impact on that. So, and last year was his best year of his career. He tied his career high in sacks at 16. He had his most tackles that he'd ever had. He's been stuck at 16 sacks the last two years. I think he gets 19 this year. So I'm going to go with Boom, 19. 23. <laughs> 19 and wins it. So going with, uh, going Miles Garrett, their offensive player of the year. I'm going with Tyreek Hill. I think they go thousand yards. 
I'm not going to go 2,000 yards, but I'm going to go like – He said so. I know he did. I'm going to go with like – I feel pretty confident that he could go for 1,700 yards. 1,700, wow. 1,800 yards. Let so. me talk about um, all the memes of uh, when Tyreek went to Miami that he wasn't going to be good anymore because Tua can't throw it more than five yards. Yeah. And then Tyreek had the best year of his career. That's I just I just think that's interesting. It is interesting. Um, and then for MVP, I'm also going to go quarterback because this is a quarterback award. I'm going to go with what I think is going to be the best team, regular season team, and that is the Eagles. I'm going with Jalen Hurts. He is going to ball out this year, um, and he is going to win that MVP at plus one thousand. So I want to throw a curveball to you guys because of something Justin just said that this is a quarterback award, the MVP. It just is. It's like the Heisman. It is a quarterback award. If any non-quarterback is going to win it, who do you guys think it's going to be? My brain immediately went to Christian McCaffrey because of the way that offense runs. I think if he can put up like a 22-touchdown season, um, 1900 to 2000 all purpose yards. He has a real chance. Of course, that means Christian McCaffrey's got to stay healthy, which has, you know, been a question. Um, so I think McCaffrey, otherwise, I would listen to like a Justin Jefferson conversation. How, what do That's you guys what I was think? Say. Justin, if George Kittle can stay healthy for an entire year, like Travis Kelsey, you know, if he's getting more red zone targets, like I don't want this to come off as Homer, but like the Chiefs, wow receiver room has more size and reliability and like true receiving options instead of it just being like Juju Smith-Schuster or Travis Kelsey in the red zone or Jarek McKinnon like right now you have Jarek McKinnon Travis Kelsey MBS who you know showed late in the year last year that he could be more reliable in in the red zone Sky Moore has just shifting this you have Clyde Edwards Hilaire as well if he can stay healthy if he even remains with the team and then you know this young guy Rasheed Rice he's been tearing it up in camp, and then um, it might sound crazy, but I do think like a Justin Ross and a Noah Gray could be making some noise this year for the Chiefs. Noah Gray in the red zone, and some people might hear Noah Gray, and I know Dan's gonna love it, but like the Chiefs always seem to have plays go towards like a backup tight end in the red zone at times, but like defenses are kind of picking up on that, and it just it allows Travis Kelsey to remain in one on one situations, and I know he's getting older but he can still win those matchups. And if you're going to leave him in those situations in the red zone, he could end up with just like, a I don't know, leading the league in touchdowns like he almost did last year. Like it's just insane if he can have another year of it. It's like we're sitting here looking at a non-quarterback winning it. It's a realistic possibility. I'm sorry I turned that into a segment on the Chiefs, but just kind of my thoughts on the possibility of someone else other than a quarterback winning the MVP award. No, oh, you, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, Austin. Absolutely right. And not enough people are talking about the fact that Noah Gray is in a contract year. So, I mean, we know what's mm. coming. There's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of praise around him, too. Just saying, Noah, like really has. if and you like ever... Kansas City doesn't really have any other tight end options after Travis Kelsey. If there's one thing we've learned... Like Bell's getting older. If there's one thing we've learned on this podcast is if you have the chance to take a Noah Gray .5 receptions over, you smash that bitch. You smash it. You absolutely do. There so, to, to answer your question, CMC is the first one that came to mind. So, fun fact. He's at plus 10,000. He's the first non-quarterback. He's, he's the highest tied with Cooper Cup. Um, 
That is tied with Davis Mills, who's going to be a backup quarterback. That is tied with Sam Darnold, that might be third string quarterback. So that is where he lies. So that's that's Vegas telling you, as we did, it is a quarterback award. Yes, exactly. Um, There's a higher chance of Mike McDaniel winning MVP than there is a, basically. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Murray, who may not play this year, is at plus 6,000. So 4,000 points better odds. Anyways, um, my my answer is going to be Jamar Chase. Okay, I could see it, especially if uh, Burrow's calf acts up and he misses a couple games and Chase continues to produce. Because I think the thing like with a wide receiver, you know, like their production is so attached to the quarterback. Yeah. So you basically need your quarterback to miss games and you ball in order to get it. Yeah, for sure. So who's my my worry? Who's who's Cincinnati's backup quarterback? Couldn't tell you. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) Doesn't matter. I mean, no, actually it does matter. Let's all let's all Google it at the same time. See who comes up with it first. Yeah, let's hurry and do it. It is Jake Browning. Jake Browning. Yeah, that's a name. Yep. Or or Trevor. Uh, or Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. Tra- are you kidding me? Yes, it's got to be Trevor. <laughs> Get Trevor Simeon in there. Yeah. And uh, um, actually, you know what? Fourth string is Reed Sinnott. If that name sounds familiar, it's because Reed Sinnott holds the NFL record for most passing yards in a preseason game. Oh, fun fact. Did not, did not know. He did that as a Miami Dolphin. (laughs) Oh, that's how you know. Okay, great. So, okay, so that does it for the episode. So next week, folks, we have week zero of college football. We have actual bets. Actual bets we are making and betting, and I cannot wait. So excited. That's it. Hell yeah. I can't wait. I I got it. Okay, cool. All right. We appreciate you all. It's night we've been talking football.